It's tough to be a DCI defending world champion. A lot is expected of you. You're expected to innovate. You're expected to repeat. You're expected to be at least as good and as entertaining as you were last year. That's what's being expected of Santa Clara Vanguard this year. We'll find out how they're handling that pressure this time on the DCI News Network at Field Pass. From the parking lot. To the tunnel. Check it out. Have fun. To the 50-yard line. On the field. This is your field pass with DCI's Dan Potter. Well, we finally caught up with our defending champs, Santa Clara Vanguard, our 2018 defending champs, drum major Andrew Arbazov and color guard captain Chesley Morgan are in Albuquerque. Guys did a show last night. What was it? Drums Across the Desert? Was that uh, kind of out in Arizona, right? Yes. How hot was that? It was pretty warm when we first got there, but once the sun went down, it wasn't too bad. Our group, you know, the heat actually makes them more productive. You know, we got out there, obviously the hottest day for us so far this entire season. But I think by far, probably the best rehearsal we've had also. So, very No kidding. Because that, that was my next line of questioning is you guys rehearse in a very notoriously cool climate. And the weed is, is it's Northern California, right? Or is yes. it Oregon? It's almost it's, Oregon. It's almost yeah. Oregon. Yeah, but it's it's not warm there. You guys kind of get spoiled in terms of your rehearsal temperature during spring training. What's the adjustment like? It's more of just like a mental adjustment because the like it does get a little bit warm in weed. Um, so we'll have like the warm days and the cold days. So I feel like we're lucky enough to get the like both the duality of both hot and cold throughout spring training. So when we get on tour and there's like some colder shows and some warmer shows, all we have to do is just like adjust our mentality a little bit to like how we're going to rehearse so you can perform well. Did I hear you guys had a nap block yesterday? Yeah, we, um, we woke up early enough to skip out on all of the like hottest parts of the day. And we took a nap during the, when it was getting the hottest in Arizona. So we were able to still rehearse, but then like still get some time inside to relax and cool down and then get ready for the show. Yeah. Guys, it's, it's tough for a defending champ the next year. I've seen that over the course of a couple of decades of following this activity. There are a lot of expectations when you're the defending champion, you're, you're expected to repeat. It's very tough to repeat. You're expected to innovate. You're expected to at least be as good as you were last year. Fans have a lot of expectations. Judges do, too. Tell me a little bit about how you handle that pressure. It obviously starts with the membership, just the amount of drive that every single person on the field has. Like We have an excellent group of people who are, who are pushing themselves every single day to execute the show to the best of their abilities, and that's really been showing, especially like at the beginning of our competitive season. We've had a lot of success like in all the captions, like guard, brass, percussion. We've been pushing hard, and uh, that's been showing in that sense. And just from like a design standpoint, I think like what makes our show this year so so unique is not just like the variety in the sense of like past drum corps shows, but just like variety even within the show. I think like a lot of a lot of shows they kind of like they harp on a specific idea and they kind of like kind of use it like repeatedly throughout the show. But I think like the way we play with so many different musical styles, so many visual styles, and you know we kind of keep the performers on their toes at all times. Like that's, that's kind of what makes Vanguard unique whenever we're uh, putting on new shows on the field. So uh, I think, you know, keeping, keeping our program as, as relevant and as, 
as robust as possible is kind of is kind of how we've tried to uh, try to make sure that we're we're innovating in the future and making sure the 2019 Vanguard is as special as it possibly can be. I absolutely do want to get into details with Vox Aversio of the show yeah. in just a minute, but uh, first, uh, Chesley, uh, pressure? Do you feel it at all? Um, I think that like yes, there is that pressure because we won. Uh, last year, and we've been getting better every year that I've marched. We've mm-hmm. gone up in placement. So there's always that pressure. But one thing that we harp on a lot is, like, just being better than you were the day before. And just as long as you're doing the best you possibly can and continuously, like, striving for, like, what you see is perfect, then that's all we could ask for in scores, just our scores at that mm-hmm. point. Like, as long as we're doing the best we can and we know that we're doing the best that we can, that's all we can give. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to talk about rankings here in a little bit, too. So uh, we'll key off of that point in a minute. Yes. But, okay, first, Vox Aversio. Uh, when, I, when I Googled to get the, the uh, definition, because, it, you know, Vox Aversio is a Latin phrase. I know voice very well, but I didn't know Aversio. You might be interested to know that uh, it was like the first, when I typed in Vox, the, the very first search trend was Vox Aversio. So I know there's buzz out there about the show. Uh, what I learned was Aversio is destruction, ruin, overturning things. So this is the the voice of what? Revolution? Overturning? What? Yeah, how how I see the show, how we're doing it, um, is that, like, we are trying to innovate. And, like, the voice of revolution is, like, going against, like, how we all see marching band. Like, we're trying to do band differently than everybody else has done it. And we're just, like, trying to be, like, we're all, like, a bunch of weird kids that don't really fit any anywhere, but we all fit in together and we all love each other. And it's always like, this is the place that we always feel at home. So it's like a bunch of misfits getting together and, and doing band in a different way that we want to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Kind of a street feel to it, Andrew. Yeah, for sure. Like for me, the whole idea, like voice of destruction or revolution, it's, it's obviously like, just if you take it from a literal standpoint, like, it's about people like going against the grain of culture and finding their own voices within, you know, what they find interesting. But like beyond that, like what I take out of the show is just, you know, constantly striving for what you believe in. Like, you know, some in so many ways, you know, subculture or like, pushing for things that are different and like, you know, innovation in a, in a sense in as a nature is like kind of it's romanticized. So like, you know like being able to, to stop and think about what is right for you is almost the revolution. So sometimes that can mean, you know, like going completely against the grain. Sometimes that can mean following it, but like making sure that you, you're staying true to yourself uh, within that, within that voice. So what's the favorite part of the show for you guys as performers? And, and Andrew, let's start with you from the podium. What's, what's the most fun portion of the show to conduct or to watch? By far, my favorite portion to conduct is during our ballad, Nothing Else Matters. The melbones are staged in like a, a scattered circle form right in front during the first big hit. And they like, they wail the most awesome, like mellow part I've ever heard in a ballad. And like, in that moment, I bend my knees, I like close my eyes halfway and just like, I put everything I have into it. So like, that's by far my favorite part. J.D. Shaw Mellows, man. Nothing yeah, like exactly. it. No, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it is. How about for you, Chesley? Uh, well, I do love the ballad a lot because it's really beautiful. But I think my favorite to perform is Adibi, which is our second movement, um, because it's just, like, really fun and quirky. And, like, 
it's like the the trombone and the sousaphone playing back and forth and it just like I I feel like that's the most fun part to perform because it's like I get to be quirky and like weird and have fun like actually doing the choreography do you think there's anything behind the scenes or anything about the design or maybe even some small detail about the show that the audience might miss that you would point out to them um, one thing that I think that they might miss is that the whole staging in general is supposed to represent like going underground. So like we have the levels and stuff so you can see that we are underground, like the counterculture, like not on the same level kind of thing. That's one thing that I think people might miss that isn't completely clear from just watching the show. Yeah. Okay, good point. Andrew? Honestly, that's probably the biggest one. Just like yeah. even a lot of people are like sliding down the poles in the center of the props, like misrepresenting people going underground. And I think like, yeah, that's probably that's probably the biggest one. Okay. Are there changes? Any additions? Any secrets? Any teases you can give us about things to come yet this summer? Yeah, for sure. I don't know if we're uh, <laughs> like if we told you we might have to. You know. <laughs> <laughs> don't <laughs> but, say kill me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But. No, there's definitely a lot still left to put on the field. So hope you guys are looking forward to see that. Okay, let's talk a little bit about rankings. Um, right now, you're depending on what day it is, you're, you're pacing behind Blue Coats. Uh, you started out with four really strong wins over Blue Devils, but they overtook you this past weekend uh, by the narrowest of margins. I think it was five one-hundredths of a point. Um do the members talk about where you are competitively day to day and what's the mood about it? Um, pretty much as soon as they announce scores at the shows, everybody's looking up the recaps and we're all talking about the recaps. Hmm. Um, but so we are thinking about it, but it's, it's something just to like, again, like push ourselves like, Oh, we're, we're this close to this person. We need to push harder. Oh, we're this close to this person. We need to push harder. Um, it's never really like a we're motivated by our score thing. It's more of like a oh we could be better at this. Let's do that yeah. now. And like especially like the day that happened was the same day we had one of our most productive rehearsals. So and we cleaned up a lot, a lot in the closer, which is kind of fresh to us still. So I think like a lot of people within our drum corps like really embody like if they feel like they did their job in that given day, then the scores don't necessarily mean as much. Like. Especially, uh, I sat on the brass bus and I got to talk a lot to a lot of them, and a lot of people were happy. You know, they're like, "This was one of our best rehearsal days in the entire season," and for them, really scores, like, they, they'll hash out however they end up hashing out. But that's not really the most important thing. It's just about you know going in and putting on the most, you know, the most compelling show that you possibly can on the field. And I think we've done a great job of that so far. And we won't know for sure the rankings until we're like all together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Tell me a little bit about both of your backgrounds. How many years in core, Andrew, and how many years in Santa Clara Vanguard? And Chesley, you too. This is my fifth year here at the Santa Clara Vanguard. Um, and that's all the drum corps I've done is just five years here from when I was 17 till now. Vanguard yeah. cadets first or straight into SCV? Straight into SCV out of high school. Okay. Andrew? And for me, uh, I'm a second-year member. Last year, I ran the metronome, and that's pretty much all the experience I've had with drum corps and the vanguard 
Okay. One of the things that you guys really innovated with last year is your set pieces and the way that they nested together and pulled apart and could stage the horn line and, and dancers and everything. Uh, you have some striking set pieces this year. They're kind of like columns that have uh, a couple of levels to them. Talk to me a little bit about rehearsing with large set pieces, moving them around as opposed to marching drill, um, how it's different, how the the responsibility that you have, uh, you know, maybe some things that fans haven't thought about. And um, I guess, Chesley, you're probably the one to talk about this the most. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Um, so moving along the field, uh, you, there aren't, they aren't going to be 100% accurate every single time. Like, because the wheels will get stuck if it's in the grass, like if it's not on turf or um, sometimes like, it's just like weird things happen because they're, they're inanimate objects and you can't make them do exactly what you want every single time. Uh, but I think that we're very, very smart performers. And when we, when something's not exactly right, we know how to move around it and we know how to stay safe with it. So like if the props don't get pushed together, we won't do like the jump that we're supposed to do from one to the other. We like think smart and on our feet all the time. Um, and then just moving the props, like we are constantly aware of each other. Um, like when we're pulling one down, we have to make sure there's no one behind us. So we like don't hit someone in the head. And like, we're, I think it adds like a whole extra level of awareness on the field because you're not just aware of you and your prop. You're aware of you, your prop and the people around you and aware of like what drills coming next. So you know that you're not affecting someone by putting it here, that kind of thing. So I think it's like a cool way to just like make you more connected with the core. Does it make you feel more connected with the audience too? I mean, having different planes in which to perform on? Yeah, for sure. Cause like when you're up on the top level of, uh, we call them our stages. When you're on the top level of the stage, you're staring like pretty much face to face with like the audience, like at the same level. And it's kind of cool because you get to see like, you feel like there's more to it. Like you get all of the different planes of just like, the audience is looking down at me. I'm looking directly at the audience now that I'm on top of the stage. And even with the ladders, like climbing up the ladders, you're, you see, it's, you're just raised up so high and it's like a whole different level to, for people to view you on. Shows have become so three-dimensional. It, it's, yeah. it's something, I mean, two decades ago, we just dreamed of like, how do, how do you get another dimension on the field? And I think in a lot of ways we've achieved that. I want to ask both of you, what a successful season for you will look like. Chesley, let's start with you. What would you call a successful 2019 season with Vanguard? Um, I would say uh, a successful season wouldn't necessarily be winning again. I think it would be to make to like make this show live up to what the designers want and like what we want from it too. So like just doing the, sh the show the best it possibly can be done. And that would be a successful season. I think for me, it's something that I've talked with the leadership team a lot about. It's just, like, obviously, uh, we want to innovate as much as possible, but a successful season for us is to make sure that every single member leaves with Vanguard's core values and, like, takes away something really meaningful, like, from this organization that they can bring outside. You know, that's been something that's been true about the Vanguard ever since we were founded. You know, like, we, we make good people. That's what we pride ourselves on. So, you know, there, there's competitive success, but if if we can, you know, stay true to who we are as a drum corps and as an organization, you know, just like developing strong individuals who can go out there and lead the world, 
Like that's that's a successful season for in my eyes. Two great answers. All right, guys. I don't know if you've seen uh, what we've been doing this year, but we've been ending our interviews with something I call the Box Five Deep Dive. These are five kind of rapid fire questions, just designed to help us get to know you a little bit better. Are you game to play? Sure. And Let's you can it. consult on these. You can give me a team answer. You can give me individual answers. There's no <laughs> and there's no scoring here. There's no rankings, but uh, that's all right. I appreciate the competitive spirit, Andrew. Here's box five. <laughs> question number one. What is your favorite drum corps show of all time? Ooh, easy. 2013 Les Miserables. Santa Clara. Ah, good choice. Uh, for me, it's Blue Devils 2015 Inc. A bold choice yeah. from a Santa Clara Vanguard drum major picking a BD show. Wow, I appreciate the transparency, Andrew. Thank you very much. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Box five, question number two. What is the best drum corps meal you've ever eaten? Miss Amana, a brand new Miss Amana serving food this year. Ooh, last year we had this. I'm a vegetarian, so I'm bi I'm a little bit biased. Uh, sure. But we had a, a salad bar last year with like, there's like six different types of salad and they were all like so delicious. My plate was just like a full rainbow of color and I was so full afterwards and it was just so incredibly delicious. That was the best meal I've ever had. Yum. I'm hungry. <laughs> Andrew. And for me, we've actually had it twice this season already. We've been served like fettuccine Alfredo with bacon and chicken. Oh, and that's good. Every time. you know. <laughs> that's a carbo loading meal right yeah, there. Exactly. That's what that is. What is your biggest pet peeve when it comes to marching music? And it can be anything. Uh, okay, I got one. I think overuse of forte pianos. That's my that's my pet peeve. <laughs> like whenever they're thrown everywhere. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I feel like okay, I don't well, have any pet peeves. If, if if something comes to you after we've moved on, feel free to interrupt and say I've got it. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Box five, question number four. Um, and this one we, we've put to staff members because they're already in a career. So I'm going to I'm going to preface this by asking you, Andrew, what what is your your course of study? Um, well, as of last year, I was a business major, but I'm actually transferring to the University of Houston to study music ed. So okay. I'm actually yeah, doing that now. How about you, Chesley? Um, I'm an environmental geoscience major with a focus in water. Okay. Ooh. But th that'll be needed in the, in the coming decades. Yeah. <laughs> um, if, if the two of you were to abandon those and just go after some flight of fancy, some like daydream kind of job, what would yeah. it be? I would be the starting point guard for the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> I would take Steph Curry's job. That's <laughs> Andrew, I like you. I like you a lot, man. <laughs> Don't hold back. How about you, Chesley? Probably do like some sort of education, like just be like a teacher somewhere. Yeah, you want to you want to teach movement and dance in color guard? Um, that and uh, probably like high school science or something, and then like also be a color guard director. That would be my like second option. Yeah. Okay. We we save our toughest yet I think most fun question for the end here. Box five question number five. I'm giving you unlimited wealth, and both of you are starting a drum corps. What do you name that corps? I don't know. After some sort of like poem or something, like 
Invictus or something like yeah. that. Oh, Invictus. That did not bow at the top of your head. I think that's pretty darn good. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for sharing some time with us. I know it's on your dinner break and you've got a rehearsal day and time is, is precious. You even I know you had <laughs> some bus difficulties and arrived late at your rehearsal site today. So I'm not going to keep you any longer. Thank you for joining us on the DCI News Network. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It was a pleasure.